Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast where you engage with the Game Pass Collection, bringing you a new perspective from the base comrades. <laughs> Should not have started this episode by drinking a little. I am Vault Guy 1 of this episode. Andrew, with me, Vault Guy 2, Keith. Hello. And with us, Vault Guy 3, Dave. Hey. Sorry, I could not think of an intro for this game because, yeah, we'll get into this. Should uh, we so actually spend Vault, Vault Breaker 1? Isn't it? No, I'm not redoing this intro, We've so this week we played another Keith game, and of course it's a roguelike. This time around we played Anvil colon Fault Breakers by Action Square. They're not even Action Square Studio; they're just Action Square. Anvil Vault Breaker is a top-down twin-stick roguelike shooter where you are playing these unique classes where you are going around and essentially shooting aliens. And that's about it for the story. But yeah, so Anvil Vault Breaker is, is a single player, but you can also actually play it to up to four friends going around and shoot up a bunch of bad guys and powering up your characters. But going around, Keith, why did you pick this game? <laughs> is it a gamer pass for you? I mean, I think anybody who, who's listened to this podcast for, I don't know, at least the last year, knows that it's a it's a roguelike so keith's gonna play it it's what i do um but i don't know so yeah i did that and i like it there's there's something oddly simple but hooking about it that i do like i i kind of like a little bit of the system of play because it's fairly short and sweet um but i i like the multiplayer aspect of it it's just hard because matchmaking it doesn't seem like exists at this point so unless you can find friends to play with uh multiplayer is not really a thing but it's a cool cool function of it that's for sure so i think it's a game but it's it's not probably even a top five roguelike for me this year yeah well needless to say liz could be bothered to play this game so thank you so much dave for joining us no problem we, we love bringing in dave for, <laughs> for our roguelikes he's our roguelike guy <laughs> he's kind of been because Liz is kind of like yeah okay I'm uh, taking a break this week Dave I'm going to go pass to you was this a game or pass for you Um, I'm going to go with pass on this one it was I think there's other games that do similar things better so I'm going to pass I'm with you there I'm actually giving this a pass as well it's not bad I do agree with you Keith it's very simple so simple that I actually would describe this as a mobile game so it is a typical roguelike. It's twin-stick shooter. You essentially kind of like three difficulty levels, or what they call expeditions. The first one, you only go to five stages. Next one, you go to eight stages. And the last one, I think, is 12 stages. Single player is just, it's very okay. It's a twin-stick shooter. You have multiple classes that have unique abilities, which is kind of cool. You play the game, progress, and earn currency to unlock these characters. But a lot of them play very similar. You know, they, you have machine gun guy, melee guy, and then twin gun lady. And that's about it. Like, there's different variants of them, but it's just, they're kind of the same. So I'm going to give this a pass. It's fun with friends. I will say that. I actually enjoyed playing with you guys. That was, that was the one saving grace. Uh, it's a lot easier when you're playing with friends, too. But yeah, playing single player, I got a little bored with it. So getting into the story of Vaultbreaker. Sorry, Anvil, colon, Vaultbreaker. It tells the story of humans, you know, are exploring the galaxy, yada, yada. They find these ancient alien relics that have great technology, but 
preachers and machine. They kept saying machine gods don't want you to access them, but you don't really fight a lot of machine gods. You 90% of the time fight random creatures. I don't know. But either way, humans learn to create these robots called the Vault Breakers that are can go to these planets and be just controlled remotely so no human lives are lost, and they get to go and try to explore these artifacts. And that is it for the story. And by God, I first was excited. It came with a nice cinematic at the beginning. I was intrigued. And then the story kind of just ends, and I was really bummed with it. I forgot about the story. Yeah, I didn't because, know there was a story. Because it's, well, it's still in preview. <laughs> it, it is, like but it doesn't or, feel like it's in preview. No, and I think I played like the early year preview because I don't think it had the season pass when I first started playing the game. It didn't. I remember you telling me, you've been playing this game for a while, and I remember you telling me, going, oh, they have a season pass now. Yeah, I thought it was to be a kind of cool addition. It, it's not very good. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. So yes, that's the story. Yeah, um, I, I was just like for me, it it seems like they put a lot of effort in it. Like I said, they made a cinematic, and I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. I like I like these flashing colors and these crazy aliens. And then it was just like, yeah, no, not anymore. That's it. It's like okay, yeah, because like I said, it keeps talking about like the machine gods are stopping humanity and don't want them to access these vaults. But every once in a while, you get attacked by random machines as you progress in the story, and some of the bosses are machines but 90% of the enemies you're fighting are creatures I mean it's like are the creatures robots I, I don't quite get I the mean, story I mean it looks like even uh, some of the creatures they are amongst some sort of ruins of technology some ruins if you will so I, <laughs> nobody nobody I will know. Keith I did I just I literally just did so I will um I, all that to say is maybe they're protecting some sort of the technology that's in the runes. They've they've gone mad. Uh, that's that's why they're just big. They're they're bigger versions than some of the other big creatures you fight. I guess is kind of what they are for the most part. I also like a lot of these creatures are like kamikaze creatures. Can you just imagine being born and being like, yeah, your purpose is just to uh, run at this person and kill yourself. So uh, have at it, little pet. <laughs> you go and like that's your existence. I don't know. That's in a lot of that's in a lot of video games. You just have a little bunch of things that run at you and, and do explosions. I I know. Like case in point, like Subnautica, that weird explodey fish. Like it literally comes out of its nest and charges you and kills itself. And it's like, yeah. all right, good the job. Subnautica explodey fish. There's the skeletons <laughs> in Sea of Thieves. Now, where do skeletons come from? Are there baby skeletons? We're, we're not going down this trail again, Keith. They're undead. <laughs> what do you mean? What trail? I'm just asking. Ah, people need to know. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys, did you want more of a story? No. No. Not with a game like this. <laughs> it's, it's a simple game, so it shouldn't have more of a story, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think the few... Like Hades, Hades had a, a lot of story, and it, and they did a very good job with it. I still think largely because they built that story on the back of at least something that had already been done in Greek mythology or uh, Roman mythology, whichever one they followed. I don't remember. I always mix them <laughs> up. All that to say, sorry, I guess if that's your thing. It's American mythology. <laughs> it is. 
No, that's Abraham Lincoln and George George Washington. Okay, that's Abraham American. Lincoln, vampire hunter. I almost said George W. Bush. George W. Bush is absolutely American mythology. <laughs> the man dodged a shoe. Okay, he's a legend. <laughs> I forgot about that. Still one of my all-time favorite videos. But Keith, anyway. since you mentioned that this is a game preview, that means obviously this isn't complete. Even though to me it feels quite complete. Do you think they'll come up with a story? I don't know. Maybe. Do you want? And you, but you don't want one. No, because I don't care. It, and especially for roguelikes. And like, I know we always joke <laughs> about me and stories and all of these things. But especially for roguelikes, I honestly don't care what the purpose is. It it, it could not bother me any more or less because I I'm playing it to play the game not because of why I'm doing it. The reason I'm doing it is because I want to upgrade my stuff to go further next time. That's why I'm playing the game. What about you, Dave? Would I want them to add more story? Yeah. No. I I think the story that they had, I wasn't too engrossed in. I thought it was pretty lackluster, but I liked, you know, the gameplay was pretty fun so i just stuck with that i i skipped the cinematics after the first all right and i i guess i'm in the same boat with you i wouldn't mind more story because as far as i can see too there's no end game so that's also kind of what i want to kind of ask you guys too is like do you wish there was an end game it just looks like you have these three main expeditions and then it stops did you did you beat the second one no no so no so when you beat Symphonia, I believe is the second one. I think it's Cernia, Symphonia, and then Campanella, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it is. And um, yeah, when you beat when you beat the second one, the third you can do it as like a start now solo, and then there's a look for party, and it's like hard and insane. Are there are the two additional modes? Oh. I don't want to say that that's end game per se. I, I understand that it's okay. We increased the difficulty on the last one, but there is something, I guess. All right. It, it's a stretch. I, and I'm, I'm not, it's not, a, it's not a defense of it. I'm just saying it is, it's not just purely, I guess the very last thing and you're done. All right. Well, so to get into the gameplay here, so as I said, this is a twin stick shooter. You first start off at your hub world, which is, those are what's called anvils, which, quick tangent, I hate this game's name. I hate <laughs> when a game does name, colon, other name, and it's just like, just call it one thing. Unless you really plan on creating sequels, like, just call this game Anvil, or just call it Vault Breaker. Why is it Anvil, colon, Vault Breaker? Like, it, I feel like they're trying to explain things with its name. But it doesn't. It's is, just... is Anvil an acronym? I no. thought it was an acronym. Uh, I, uh, I think it might have been, but God, that's still awful. <laughs> like, that just call it Anvil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's either, yeah, Anvil is your base and Vault Breakers are the robots you're controlling. And it's like, just call it one of the things. Just Anvil or Vault Breaker. But anyway, so you started your hub world, which is the Anvil. And this is where you can select your full breaker. And it's essentially these classes. You start with three. You start with, you know, one of each type, machine gun guy, melee guy, or gun lady. And 
you just go on these expeditions. You go to the mission select, and there's three main expeditions, and then a se- the fourth seasonal mission. And you just run, keep doing runs and getting points to unlock other vault breakers or unlock certain pets that give you perks. Rinse, repeat, typical roguelike. But as you're playing through these expeditions, you know whether it's the first, second, or third, you're, it's how many like stages you're going through. Every once in a while you get a boss. Sometimes you're just running around a map, blasting random creatures. And as time progresses, enemies progressively get hard. So you're essentially kind of racing the clock. You want to beat the game as quick as possible or progress area as the enemies are low level. But if you take too long, they get harder and more difficult. And then you're also discovering random perks to increase your character or find new weapons that'll help improve your odds of winning the run. So, Dave, what did you think of the gameplay? Because you said it was kind of fun. Yeah, I liked the gameplay. I mean, it was it was a lot like other twin stick shooters that I've played, but it had some other elements that were new and different in, in that it had the upgrade system. I think that was a little bit more fleshed out. They had a lot of numbers with each, when you picked up something, it had like five or six perks each time. Yeah. This game has a lot of numbers going on. Yeah. So trying to keep track and and even looking, trying to compare things like in the moment was probably a little too difficult in my opinion it wasn't easy to just look at it and say this is better or this is worse it was just kind of like eh, it's different let's try it i i see where you're coming from i i feel like i i don't know how many runs i i went through ultimately I, oh you're probably in the thousands no <laughs> that's 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 aggressive but i i think easily probably i think i've hit a hundred or more and and that might be around where i'm capped at but anywho like i i kind of like any roguelike i kind of got to a system where i started to pick the path of what i wanted and i know that it's all rng so you can't bank on getting the specific stats you want but i found at least the way i would sort of style my runs was that i would go with you know like two or three specific categories that i would try to so you could kind of almost always find one of them and there's so many of those relic shops that if you didn't find one in the first relic shop you want just go to the next one and usually you'd end up finding what you wanted i I do agree with that i i felt like it was kind of easier to figure out what you want to build as compared to other roguelikes other roguelikes yeah you're very much like it's just a complete crapshoot this one was it gave you so many shops and stuff to kind of find that you can kind of start working on what kind of build you wanted but yeah this game it has like rpg numbers like you can open up a screen and it just bunch of stats you know crit chance crit damage you know attack speed attack power skill power skill cooldown reduction like just a bunch of stuff sorry i even listed that many but yeah it's kind of like an impressive like rpg kind of spreadsheet that you got going on and you know the weapons are pretty varied you know the shooty guys has a type of shotgun or assault rifle or a snipe rifle you know the melee guys have either twin fists or a heavy axe so i like the style of weapons but for me it was just this game just did not do anything unique and so that's why like for me i'm giving it a pass because it was like when i'm thinking about all the other roguelikes we played and the cool mechanics they add this one's cool mechanic for me the only thing i can think of is multiplayer which we've done some roguelikes with multiplayer i believe Mm mm-hmm but yeah, I don't know. I I did not care for the overall gameplay of rinsing repeat. To me, it just got so stagnant so quick. I thought it was repetitive. 
in, in the same way. Like, I think it did do some things a little differently, but it was after a few runs, you were like, okay, like what different thing is coming? So once yeah. you've played a boss, once you've played a level, and it was kind of like a, I don't know, I just didn't feel new anymore after a while. Yeah, and I didn't think I didn't think the roguelike progression was that like apparent too. Like yeah. usually in a lot of games we play, you know, Curse of the Dead Gods, Hades, like anytime you do a run, whether how good or crappy you do, like you're getting some reward. In this game, I felt like you had to have a solid run to get a little reward. That is that is for sure true. I, I mean, it's so one of the things I liked, and it's I, I wouldn't even really call it a cool mechanic, but because it, I don't know, it also kind of builds off something I don't like is like you said it, you are kind of slow on all of these roguelike points because you really it gives you one well three trees and it's it's attack points types or attack type of skills defense type of skills and health type of skills and that's really about it for your roguelike type of upgrades and you really only get the currency to do that through the season pass which as we've mentioned is i don't know you have to have a decent run to to actually get a level or or so out of it i think it's like a hundred levels so it's it's a pretty substantial season pass i actually did just see something that they had posted on the reddit page like a week ago that they're getting away with or they're going away with the premium on the oh season that's pass. good yeah, I, so. I hated that you had to pay for a premium especially in a game like this and, yeah. and it's no disrespect to the game but i i feel like you know okay fortnite and apex things games like that you you've afforded your premium to say hey we can do a premium season pass there's extra things that you're gonna want that you're gonna pay us for a game this small out of i think a fairly small studio as well like i don't know don't make me pay for it give me a reason to want to come back and play your season pass without paying for it i guess yeah so let's get into the season pass here so Normally, a lot of people, you know, a lot of games have a season pass, and a lot of people are very familiar with them. You usually have two tiers, the free tier and the premium tier. So usually when you progress, usually like level 1 through 50, 1 through 100, you will get a reward. If you have a free pass, it's usually something really kind of trivial, and then the premium will give you something better. In this game, it's just one pass of 100 levels every once in a while. Most levels are free, but every once in a while it's like, oh, you only get this reward if you're premium. So it's all just one mess of a pass. And like I said, and, it, and within the seasonal passes, key set is how you unlock your champions, how you get the currency to get the other skins. And not only that, currently at the moment, since the season's almost over, you're getting double points. Even with double points, I feel like I am snail crawling this battle pass. So I cannot imagine doing this battle pass without the double points because already i feel like i'm going so slow yeah i think i'm like level 35 i'm like 12 and i probably put a good 10 hours in this game well so another thing that i found is when you when you beat the second exploration there it also unlocks so you know as you know like you can vary your starting relics and as you beat them you can unlock more slots for more relics and all of this well it also opens up like legendary relics which you only let you carry one of but they're actually like very noticeable changes to to how you play your game so one of them is like 50 percent um, attack speed um, 
it's like a, a progressional defense that it gets up to like 85% defense once you hit a certain level of your health. So it's like these very noticeable differences that you can start to use for relics. So again, I'm not saying it, wow, the gameplay is so crazy now, <laughs> but but it's like, it's a Game very- changer. It, I mean, it is in the aspect, I will say that when you want to go back and start running, like beating the first exploration level with different champions to just, you know, unlock them for more relics, it makes it a lot easier. When you start out and you're going through that with a base of 50% attack speed, it makes those first runs a lot easier, I'll tell you. Now, Dave, when we were playing this, you said in the group of that you did not notice much of a difference with upgrades. Did you still feel that way? I did a little bit more when I was playing with you, um, but as a whole, and when I was playing by myself, hardly at all. Like, I, you know, switching the weapons, I noticed, obviously, that they were a little different, but the upgrades... There's just I don't know I I felt there's just maybe too much going on to notice and it wasn't that hard when I was playing the, the early levels so that I think that also might have been part of it so if I had maybe played some of the more difficult levels that weren't part of like the training and all that I might have seen the uh, the changes yeah I, I I mean I see where you're coming from when I played solo I generally didn't feel like I noticed too much of a difference it's whenever I played co-op where I really saw the difference. One thing I did love about this game, it's a very simple thing. At the right side of the screen, it shows you your active DPS or damage per second for fellow noobs in this who listen to us. But yeah, it always kind of told you how well you're doing. And so it was kind of nice seeing that number like progressively get higher and higher. Like I remember playing with Keith, we were doing like the one of the big expedition runs and I was capping at like 1.8 million DPS with him. And so like, this is one thing I loved about Anvil is the co-op. Because a lot of these character classes you're picking, like, work so well together. So Keith was playing Elsa, which is the, 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 the she was known as like the lady. summoner. Yeah, but she mostly did ice. So I, as my character, as a melee character, I was doing a lot of relics that did extra damage to people who had a status effect. So Keith would freeze them, and I would smash them. And it was a great combo. Like, it worked really well. And so that's what I loved was the co-op. So I see where you're coming from, Dave. When you're playing single player, you kind of don't notice it. But when you're playing co-op, you definitely notice it. Well, a lot of the skills have AOE buffs for your... your yeah, for allies. Yeah, and they work on you too. So again, solo, they help. But when you start to pair them with multiple breakers and all of these fun, you know, these different skills, it, it definitely becomes more noticeable. I, I just I, you just casually glossed over the fact that she's named Elsa and she's the ice she's lady. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I actually didn't pick up yes, on yes. that until you said it. Yes, yes. I, I, so I'm so aware. <laughs> Let it go, Andrew. Oh, God, I hate that you even... <laughs> Come on, Keith. We're better than this. Oh, I am not better than this. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but uh, did you guys have a favorite character? Really, any of the melee characters? Uh, really, I yeah. I they were I, a ton of fun. I thought they were fun when you're going against the random creatures. I thought they sucked against bosses. Oh, see, I actually liked them against bosses more than anything. Um, in particular, the one the one that you hated, and I and I totally know why was freezing axe guy. Freezing axe. That guy was great because. <laughs> well, 
because his freezing axe also <laughs> happened to restore health. And it was so much easier to get a counter with his uh, little shield than it was with any of the dashes. So I would just charge at bosses and just mash the left trigger until I'd counterattacks, freezing axe, freezing axe again. And I don't know, then I'd be back up to full health, smash him down a bit, and then start that cycle over again. Okay, so freezing axe guy is, is named Guillotine because he was the only guy I used, and <laughs> I, I understand why you call him freezing axe because literally every time you hit the right trigger, he says freezing axe. When he we don't even know if he says freezing axe. We it's, think he says freezing axe. Or, or something along those lines. My wife made me mute the game when I was playing it because she's like, if I hear that again, <laughs> I'm gonna go insane. Feeling greasy backs for all we know. <laughs> I thought I thought he was saying present axe. I thought freezing axe. That's what I heard. <laughs> but it doesn't freeze, so it makes it doesn't. No sense. <laughs> I I thought he was terrible against bosses too, though, um, Andrew. Because if you if you are trying to do his counter attack, he just does his freezing axe thing off like any which direction. It's not like necessarily at the bot. No, you. you you, you can, can aim, you can aim it. it slightly. It's not yeah. great, but you can aim it. Okay, and it's—I I think it's fairly, fairly good. I—I'm with you, Dave. Though, like, I had that same issue anytime like a counter would activate. I had a hard time aiming it, and it was kind of frustrating. It was just a very poor feature for a twin stick shooter. Like, that's kind of supposed to be the bread and butter of a twin stick shooter. Is you're supposed to have good control, and I did not feel like I had good control with this game, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you, Dave. Like, anytime I did melee, like I said, I thought they were awful with bosses because there was a, some bosses that just would shoot a billion bullets. This game was kind of a bullet hell game. Like, there would just be a ton of bullets on the screen that you'd have to try to dodge or or use your survivability skill to try to avoid. But yeah, if you're melee, you're obviously right in front of the boss, and it some of them hit like a truck. There's some bosses... I, I, I want to get more of your thoughts on the bosses, but... The bosses overall, I thought some of them were absolutely awful. But I think my favorite character class was the Sandman. He did Petrify, which would turn people into stone. And he mostly used shotguns. I, I thought that guy had a good skill set. He actually was a ton of fun for me. But I enjoy, I thought the melee guys were fun because you had like these move combo sets, kind of like Dynasty Warriors. But yeah, I just for bosses is what, like I said, they irritated me. Because the bosses are kind of the same. Like, there's a lot of reskin type of bosses. But some of them were a nightmare to play. Specifically one called the Sandstorm. He was a boss that was stuck on the top of the map and just kept throwing whirlwinds at you. I hated to go against that boss. That was the one that also split into multiple, like, snakes, didn't it? It, That's another variation of him, but yeah. Yeah, that was the one I hated. Is, is that variation that split because it just then it would send I don't know they'd each send their own bunch of waves of those it was pain did you guys like the boss fights at all? Uh, nah they were alright like I I didn't have anything against them I, I just there was nothing particularly special about them I think there was a couple that were unique um, but a couple of them even like the like the giant lizard. That's which you, one? Well, exactly. You fight it, but you fight a giant lizard in the game, so it's just a bigger version of that. And I think even the sandstorm is just like a flying, a flying creature that's like 
stuck to the top of the screen. I, I don't know. There's there's a couple that are unique from actual enemies, but overall, I don't know. They're not that impressive, and some of them just get to be really just bullet sponges. Yes. Like, like I don't know. You'll you'll fight some on the earlier levels, and it's like I don't know. My DPS is like three thousand DPS, and I just chew it down fine, no problem. And then next thing I you know, four worlds later, I'm doing a hundred thousand DPS, and it's just barely yeah it's like even slower (laughs) what is happening how much damage does this thing take so i kind of don't like that and then and then really yeah it'll go from they're not hitting me they're not hitting me they're not hitting me to boom one hit dead and and i'm just like well i was doing good and i didn't even have a chance to do anything you just one hit me so i didn't care for that aspect of the bosses but I didn't, I don't know, I didn't find it happen enough that I, I hated them. It was just like every so often. I can see why they included them. I mean, just because they needed something different from the typical levels. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah. So, so for Keith, Keith, you got to, you said level 35 in the Battle Pass? Yeah, something in that ballpark. So with like basically only two types of level variations on what kept you coming back just out of curiosity no i agree I'm, I'm i want to know too i mean realistically i i, I don't know um <laughs> okay. i I, th- I like the weapon sets like i think they're fun and interesting enough that i like them and i don't know i i guess kind of going back to where i felt like i could to a certain degree control pretty well how i built out each of my runs that well there's absolutely some random aspects to it i have enough control that that i felt like i could have a little bit more fun with it in that aspect but it is also it's it's a nice aspect of a roguelike because it is one that i don't know after like an hour or so i'm like i kind of got to put this down like sometimes with roguelikes i get way too hooked in and i'll play for like three four hours straight this is one i'm like eh, i actually kind of want to play I, I feel like i need to take a break go hop onto another game or just be done see this is what i said at the beginning of like why i feel this is like this is like a mobile game because i can see where you're coming from like i could pick this game up in a month play an hour or two still remember how to play the game and just be done with it like and that's essentially how a mobile game is it's not like oh, I need to focus a bunch of time in this. It's very much something you can sit down, forget, then pick up a little bit. You know, you and your friend have some time off, don't know what to play for a co-op. Heck, play this for a little bit, and you guys are good. Go to the next game. So, like, I, I could kind of understand a little bit, but for me, it was just, like, such such a slow progression. I enjoyed the character classes, but it was just... I, I totally understand why you asked that question, Dave, because... I couldn't see much reason to go back, especially if I'm playing solo. I had fun playing with you guys, but solo, me. But one thing that definitely made me want to go away from, get away from this game as quick as possible is the stinking audio. I hated this game's audio. <laughs> we already kind of alluded with it. Every time your character uses an ability, they say something. Every time. And it's the same line. Every time. And my God, did that get annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't love didn't love that i i don't know there there is a weird there's a weird thing though because i guess i played guillotine enough and so i think you kind of get this dave it like helped me have a little bit of rhythm to how i played 
No, definitely. And, and I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, if I had gone too long without a freezing axe, it's like, I'm probably in trouble right now. <laughs> Things are, <laughs> are not going as planned. Uh, this game, okay. Why do they have even voice lines? These are supposed to be robots. Why are they saying things? Like, all right, so the, one of the... They're uh, trying to intimidate the aliens, Andrew. Which is weird, because they're creatures. They can't even speak English. <laughs> How do you know this? Like, for, there was another line. Uh, what was his name? I think the jungler, I think was his name. He set down landmines. I had no idea. I thought he was speaking... I legitimately thought he was speaking French. I almost feel bad for you. He sets down landmines. It was... I think Keith, you were the one who pointed out, where I think he says, unfortunate for you. But I legitimately thought it was just French. And I thought he was just saying something in French. And then you pointed out that he says unfortunate for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. But they're creatures. What's so unfortunate about them? Well, I mean, another thing that I will say about the audio is I'm surprised that you couldn't hear what they were saying because it is extremely loud. (laughs) (laughs) I think I turned the master volume on this game to like 10%. And I'm still like, Holy crap. It's <laughs> just screaming. Just, <laughs> there's explosions. It was like, here's it. Here's Master Volume 1. Here's Master Volume 100. They're the same volume. So, highly did not recommend headset for this game. No, because another... I mean, unless you're super, super into butt rock. If you oh, love, yeah. The soundtrack's butt rock on top of that. If you... Love a good chugging guitar. Man, this is game for you. And put in the headphones and put it on full blast. Honestly, probably turned off all of the other sounds because you just want to hear that sweet, sweet riff of a chugging guitar. Now we know why Keith came back. Yep. What's up, Pot Rock? There's. And, and the more I listen to it, the more I realize I was wrong. But there is one of them that still sounds just like Slay the Spire to me. It just gets oh, a little bit more. In- it gets a little more intense, but it sounds just like Slay the Spire. This is another thing I wanted to bring up. Is this game going to exist in a couple months? Because my God, I feel like this game is covered in copyright things. So as you said, yeah, it has soundtrack that sounds very similar to Slay the Spire. But not only that, it has some art style that's very reminiscent of other games. Specifically, there's every once in a while you get a mission to defend a base. The base, 100%, if anyone has played StarCraft II, you could upgrade the Terran's base to have a turret on top of it. It looks exactly like that. It is a spitting image of it. And it's just like, man, these people have just copied so like much different things. Well, I mean, there's the Elsa, but I think that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, then Elsa from Frozen. That one, <laughs> that one could be ripped off as a little bit of parody because I don't think that she, she's called an Ice Queen or anything. I guess, Elsa, yeah. Elsa she's called. She's actually called a summon battlesuit is what her term is. Yeah, and, and Elsa is, in fact, just the name. But it's, yeah, that one I think is more just funny. But it's the only human name of all the other suits. Other it suits is. you have, Jungler, Sandman, Quake, Guillotine, but then Elsa. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a valid point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It probably won't. It'll, un- unless... I guess the game ever comes out of preview and they like really substantially change it then maybe but I I think it'll die and it's sad because it, it's a fine roguelike I didn't like I I'm not gonna defend it by any means I'm, I'm not gonna stand be like wow this game's awesome but I I've been, I, I don't want to get to my summary too soon but I largely enjoyed my time with it 
But Dave, so your wife complained about the audio, but did you have any issues with it? I honestly didn't notice the background music at all. Uh, ah. The repeating lines, though, got on my nerves. But to Keith's point, I, I did... There was a gameplay element to them, almost like an indicator in a way that's like, oh, either I hit this or I wasn't hitting it enough that you're kind of like, oh, I haven't heard that line in a while. I need to do this. <laughs> so. I haven't been no- annoyed recently. <laughs> this yeah. audio. So going, though, into graphics, though, did that do anything for you guys? No. And the, <laughs> and again, How is this I, a game for you, Keith? Even you are very negative with this. I I think it's just my love for roguelikes. I don't know. <laughs> I have a problem. I really I, I need to seek help. I, one of these episodes, roguelikes anonymous. Seriously, no. One of these episodes, you guys are going to tell me that we're doing a roguelike, and I'm going to sign on, and it's just going to be an intervention. It's going to be like everyone who's <laughs> ever been on this podcast. And I'm like, Keith, we need to talk to you. Even our listeners, like, hey, we're sick of listening to roguelikes. <laughs> um, you'll so be like, yeah. no. Whatever, <laughs> roguelikes. Yeah, I think I just have a problem. But no, I, the graphics were, they were mediocre. Like, they they weren't bad in any way. They were just bland. It was like three biomes, which came with the same sets of enemies yep. in every single one. You got a metal planet, a sand planet. A swamp planet and a fire planet. Yeah. And then your bosses are like some varying degree of the same thing based on the element that they are, mostly, largely. I, I will say I like the design of the battle suits or the, the vault breakers. Yeah. And actually on that same Reddit post, just uh, they were showing like a preview of the new breaker and it was like the shiny red suit and he had two swords. So it was like. Uh, it kind of looked like the, the the shooty female bots, but it was a, a male one looking kind of the swords. He's a stabby, a stabby type. Yeah, he looks like an angry stabby boy. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that in theory would introduce new weapons, though, because it, it would be a, like swords and stuff. So I, I'll, I'll give them that, that if they're going to continue adding weapons and characters to the game, it, it could have some potential. But... I don't know if you guys dabbled with it at all or looked into it. Did you realize you could actually unlock cosmetics and change the cosmetics of your vault breakers? Yeah, I thought you had to mostly get them on the premium pass. It looked like there was a couple that you got. I just never paid attention because they were cosmetics. I found them so underwhelming. They, for the most part, were color variations. And I was like, why would I spend money on this? Maybe you're super duper into it. I, want uh, I was waiting for you, Keith, to be like, I bought all of them. <laughs> I bought the premium pass, guys. Uh, no, I, 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 I want to be out there with like a chicken head. Uh, yeah, give me some, give me, some give wacky, wacky. My wacky stuff. That would be fun, especially if you're going to do cosmetics in a game. I don't know, really just about any game. It's something that I, I guess I will give to Fortnite is they have tons of like just out there cosmetics. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. People love the wacky stuff. Uh, yeah. I want to ask, though. So this game lets you actually match with random people. I tried a couple of times, and I was never able to connect with anyone. Were you guys? Did you guys try it all? I, I did a bunch of times. I had it work once, like a while ago. Um, I think we got pretty far, but I think we ultimately ended up losing can't remember but yeah i I did have it work 
one time successfully. I never tried. You, you're like, don't want to play with random people. Screw these people. I don't even want I, to play this game by myself. I don't want to play with people I don't know. <laughs> and I can't tell if it was because nobody plays the game or the servers don't work well. But I couldn't tell. I, my guess is it's that there's people not playing it. And, and really... So well, why did you pick this game, Keith? Who wants to listen to this? Other people who may play it. But if our, we're so mediocre about it. tens of listeners are going to be intrigued by this. By the the passes from me and Andrew and yours. It sounds like it should and, be a pass. In my very niche game. Um, yeah. My God. There, there literally could be a game that's like a racist hot garbage but it has roguelike elements and Keith would be like oh boy hey 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 take out the racist and maybe the hot garbage and, and we'll talk although there is I don't even know if it's still on there I think it's I think it's crown trick is the name of it I can't remember there's there's a roguelike on game pass or was I played maybe five minutes and I went woof and I never tried it again <laughs> I am now interested in this game. I, if this is a game that even Keith hates, it is a roguelike. That's got to be a, like a special level. I kind of want to try that out now. I have, I have to see if it's still on there if I can. Um, yeah, I, I I just lost my train of thought. Well, oh yeah, so I was going to transition us here, which makes it a bad transition because I'm announcing it. But <laughs> but my other reason that I, I just don't think a lot of people are playing this game is I think every single achievement in this game is like oh rare achievement and literally all the achievements are are beat this level with this character beat this level with that character beat this other level with that other character and that's all you have to do there's no secrets there's i mean there's grinding in that aspect but outside of that that's that that's it um and yeah, so i just don't think anybody either <laughs> i game. don't think anybody's beating it with any of these characters apparently and i not because it's too hard to but because i just think they're not doing it um, Which, <laughs> and this brings me to another point keith now that you bring it up achievements yeah that's literally all the achievements of there's it's four achievements for each class you know beating these certain things i did one for quake who is currently in the battle pass and i did it it's achievement unlocked worth zero gamer score i was pissed it's like are you kidding me you came with a new character made achievements for it and it's worth zero? Oh, I was oh that's baloney that. i was kind of annoyed with that they didn't even add gamer score. Do, do you think they like microsoft makes you pay for more gamer score for your I doubt, game i highly doubt that they're like I that's gonna be, that's gonna be an extra ten dollars per month to host your gamer score on our servers as I say, we don't have we don't have Liz here, so I didn't look up my score, but I think I was at like 110. I'm guessing neither of you guys are much past that. If if Dave, if you have any, I, I got one with Andrew. I got one. Nice. <laughs> I got I got an achievement. So, did you struggle with this game single player, Dave? No, it wasn't hard. I, I you just didn't want to play it. <laughs> I just got bored with it. If I'm honest, I mean, this, which is kind of what we've talked about. Is I play a certain amount of it, but I was like, eh, that's you know, after 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, it's it's a twin stick shooter. It's fun for a little bit, but I didn't want to sit on it for two hours. You did what you came to do. Yeah. 
you've officially talked about it longer than you've played it. <laughs> Not yet. I played Give it, it ten more two, minutes. I think two hours total. So I yeah, think that, I, I think that's a fair amount. <laughs> I put ten hours, and yeah, I'm at seventy gamer score. So yeah, I do not recommend this game for achievement hunters. Heck, I barely recommend this game. <laughs> I, I recommended it at all. I feel like I know. I feel like the more I'm talking about, the more I'm like, God, this game just kind of irritated me. Like I said, this game for me just felt very much like a mobile game. If I had this on my phone, like me and Dave, me and you have played a good amount of like mobile games. We'll be like, hey, let's play, you know, League of Legends or. Or Apex on mobile, or, or Diablo. Like, I don't mind doing that. And to me, this is exactly what this game felt like. I'd like it on a mobile game, honestly. Yeah. It's, and the it's, graphics would have been good for mobile. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about if, the same par. <laughs> if only Xbox would do, like, cloud play on your phone, that would be awesome. Then you can Shut play up, this game mobile. Well, I will say, so, <laughs> guessing to transition to that, so this is one of the games that actually has touch controls for the xCloud. So... I tried xCloud with it. I did not like it with the touch controls. I think it, it it was fine, but I definitely was having awful runs doing the touch controls. It did better when I did a controller doing xCloud, and I thought it was fine that way. But, yeah, I wouldn't recommend this game for the touch controls. Yeah, I could see that. that would, and, and that would be my one, my only real pushback when you say it makes a good mobile game. I'd be like, yeah, I, I want mobile game, but with a controller. If I can do yeah. that, then and I can, but that would be the only way I would I would want to play it on a mobile game. But I, I I otherwise largely agree with you. So let's get to our final thoughts here, Keith. Tell everyone why the hell did you pick this game? I have really fired up Andrew. He is using <laughs> he double hockey sticks. Um, I mean, I I I I started playing it because it's what I do. honestly i picked it because it was a hey it's a game i've already played so now i just have to get you to do your part and uh then we can record an episode that's that's part of the reason i picked it for an episode yeah um but yeah it's i don't know the more we've talked about it yes i i can't (laughs) say that i look back on this game wow they did this great they did that great but there's something oddly hooking about it to me and probably largely because of how i play roguelikes and the way i do but even like andrew was calling it a mobile game i i don't really anymore but i used to play a ton of mobile games even so a very simple progression is about all it takes to kind of like i don't know that and mixed with like quick runs and like I, i don't know i don't have the attention span it's why i don't do good with with big big games anymore so that's why I think I like this, and I and I and I think it's fun enough. But I, ultimately, I, I the only thing I would really say I would recommend it for is if you're looking for something to play with friends, um, and something simple to play with friends. It, it can be fun for that. But yeah, it's a, it's a fine game. I I don't think I can give it above like a I don't know, seventy nine because it just doesn't doesn't earn the eighty plus. Well, quick, another thing, too. What also caught me off guard with this game, did you guys see how big the downloads, that download space of this game was? I didn't. No. Is it big? It's 11 gigs. Oh, that is big for a game. Yeah. Deep Rock Galactic's like 2 gigs. <laughs> this game's 11. Well, I, speaking of that, actually, this is another thing. 
man, seventy-eight. So another thing is this game isn't truly procedurally generated. Did you notice that? Yeah, there actually, is, yeah. There is repeating worlds. Um, I'd be like, oh, I remember the starting point. I remember running this way. There's a relic shop here. These enemies spawn there. It's not truly procedurally generated. It's just random in the order that it sends it to you. So another point out, 78. <laughs> what's, what's makes this game 11 gigs? It's not graphics. It's definitely not audio. <laughs> like, do you know how voice lines? <laughs> you don't know how much audio is in those voice lines. <laughs> And and man, the deep deep tracks on that butt rock. <laughs> it's it, you think it's actually just looping for three minutes? No, that is a forty-five minute butt rock solo. No, that butt week. rock is live. Actually, someone's in the studio jamming away, <laughs> streaming directly to your device. That's actually why it's so big. Yeah, there's a stream built into it. There's a DJ constantly. Oh, God. Dave, what did you think of Anvil, colon, Ballbreaker? Um, so it was a twin-stick shooter. It didn't have much story. Um, its gameplay was fine, but it just didn't have anything that really hooked me and made me want to come back. Um, with, with so many other games out there that do a lot of different things and kind of have their different hooks. I just didn't find this one to be one that I wanted to come back to a lot. I didn't think it was terrible by any means. I just wasn't, it wasn't great or anything, like I said, that kept me engaged for a while. So it was 68. <laughs> See, it's I'm not nice. Yeah. Don't, don't give me 69. That's not nice. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. Not nice. I feel like I'm being extra harsh on this game. It's really not bad it's just all the roguelikes we played this one is just so middle of the road that it was just it's so underwhelming it's so underwhelming that there's not even on metacritic i i don't know if it's because it's on game preview but yeah it's but i feel like this is a kind of game that will probably never leave game preview it'll just like perpetually be in there because to me like i said i it feels like a completed game it has a battle pass you can spend money it has achievements characters like I didn't have any bug issues either, so to me it was very stable. But yeah, this game just, it was so middle of the road. Audio was kind of annoying. Graphics were fine. It just, it felt like a mobile game. The co-op to me, I thought was good. And that's, and like I said earlier in the episode, like to me that was this game's big saving grace is, you know, if I'm playing with any of you guys, we're, you know, we're just, we're sick of playing Apex or something like that. It's like, well, what do we want to do just to kill some time? I wouldn't hate playing Anvil. Like, hey, let's all jump on Anvil and do a couple of runs or something like that. It'd be perfectly fine. It's, you know, it's very simple. It's, you don't need to remember any crazy mechanics. I can play this game a couple months later and still know exactly what I'm doing. So it's just, it's a game that's there. <laughs> it's, which seems kind of like a harsh thing to say, but it's, it's not a bad game. It's just, it's there. Well, and now even with cloud gaming, it, you don't even have to have it installed. It, exactly. So it doesn't even have to have the excuse of like, oh, well, you got to download it. It's like, yeah. No, just fire up cloud gaming. Worst case, somebody has a little bit of lag. And even I don't, it's like, it doesn't. But yeah, it's it's like cloud gaming makes the beauty of that cap- like capability so much easier. And that's specifically why I brought up the, the download size with you guys. Because th- to me, if this game was a gig or two big, that would be much more beneficial for this because oh yeah i can't do cloud gaming download the game two gigs it should be done in like five minutes 
with 11 gigs? Like, what the heck? <laughs> or two gigs, you don't mind just leaving that on your hard drive. Like, right. Yeah, even, exactly. Even, yeah. even if you're in rough hard drive space, you're very like, oh, I'm going to delete that one gigabyte game to, to save space. You're, you're not. You're looking for double digits or more. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like, it, I'm, I'm giving it a 65. It's not bad. It's just, it did nothing for me. <laughs> so thank you, Keith. And uh, I did look up Crown Crown Trick is still on Game Pass. Is it is it actually a roguelike though? That might I don't know. Be... I didn't look that it far came... into it. I just looked to see if it was there. I'll have to look at it. I'll I'll, I'll let you know which one it was. All right, but let's end this episode because I'm sick of talking about this game. So that was our review of Anvil Colon Fallbreaker. I've been your hardcore gamers, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird zero one nine five two. If you have any game suggestions, please email us at gamepasscrabbag.gmail.com or Facebook, GBGBPod, or Twitter, GBGBPod. Keith, take it away. I've been Keith. Uh, Colon, I think it was Nuclear Throne, actually. That might be the one. I've heard good things about Nuclear Throne, so I don't know if it's that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I didn't play it long enough. Anyways, that's good outro, Keith. Do you guys want to do that space game? Space lines of the of the frontier or whatever. I mean, I'd be down for it. it, It's like overcooked airlines in space. It's kind of fun. That would be fun. More fun than this. (laughs) Oh, it would be it would be a ton more fun than this. You get to dance for people. How is this episode almost an hour? I'm sorry, Dave. Dave, take it away. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't do that. (laughs) And he fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, my gamer tag is bags1147. Thanks for having Ooh. me. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining. We apologize for this uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> we, we please hope you join us next week. Uh, we love you all. See you again. Bye. Bye.